0: was the last of the chat for right now we're gonna move on to sleepaway
1: camp so earlier i was a little mistaken i was off my year sleepaway camp actually came out in 1983 but it was written 12 years before the movie came out or before the movie was actually in conception 12 years before that you're looking at time frames that are actually written before fight of the 13th again so i'm kind of sensing a theme here with these two movies um it is set in a camp um you so you have the standard stuff so I actually enjoy the way the movie started out. You start out with more of a tragedy than you do, um, than a lot of other horror movies do. A lot of other horror movies will start it out with an instant kill or a reason that the killer's killing and things like that. But this this movie starts out a little differently. It's a kind of it, it is an absolute tragedy. Um, two kids on a boat with their dad. They're enjoying their time, and then you have a couple of teenagers being reckless and not really paying attention where they go. Unfortunately, the two kids and their dad's boat flip. And the teenagers run over father with said father with their boat, which is a uh, motor power boat and, you know, end up killing the dad and one of the kids. We have this, you know, it's just rare that you have a movie starting out with just something sad like that instead of, you know, the first kill being like, um, you know, the killer has made their first strike or the first kill is the reason that the killer, uh, did what they did. Um, so I just thought it was interesting the way they started out. It definitely uh, separates itself from movies like Friday the 13th and The Burning or, you know,
0: traditional horror movies. So what you're saying is they're on a boat.
2: I'm on a boat, bitch. I'm on <laughs> <rowing> a boat. <laughs> I'm
0: just kidding. I'm sorry.
2: All <laughs> right. So
1: after that horrible accident, uh, we get a time jump and you have a few kids. Uh, uh, you have a family uh the family has a mother a son and a cousin that lives with them we don't really know why the cousin lives with them so you the characters that you have you have ricky and then angela and their uh doctor caretaker who when you watch the movie she's definitely missing a few would you say
0: yeah no definitely I mean, yeah she's uh, definitely talking
1: about their their mother yes a mother being a very uh, she loose term
0: gives off the vibe that uh she has like a mental disorder of some sorts Absolutely. Uh, which, I mean, I, mean no, this, I liked it. I liked that. I
1: thought it was different. Yeah, it was. It was definitely interesting. Like, and I really like this movie because it tackles a lot of mental disorders. We're gonna get into that. Um, so we meet Angela for the first time at this point in the movie, and Angela is very quiet, very standoffish. She doesn't talk. She doesn't even talk to her mother figure. Uh, she doesn't even talk to her cousin Ricky, who is always trying to take care of her. Um, and uh proceeding through the movie they're getting signed up for camp and the mother figure is worried that the the um what is it the physicals that she wrote for them aren't aren't going to be accepted at the camp
0: oh
1: that's the whole big thing is she's so worried about it she tied a ribbon around her finger so she would remember to grab them so they didn't have to go through a physical process when they got to the camp it was a big deal to her um so further uh, moving a little bit further on, we actually get to the camp. Turns out it wasn't a big deal for anything to happen. We don't even mention that again um we get to the uh, the scenes of the camp Ricky's obviously been there before he's having a great time uh angela not so much angela's obviously hasn't been to this camp she's not um uh she's not participating in the activities she should really really stand offish um so we start meeting a lot of the uh a lot of the um Different members of the cast at this point. Um, you have Richard, which is the, uh, I would I would say, I would consider him a love interest. What about you?
0: Blonde kid? No, I remember him. Yeah. Um, the one who tries to talk to Angela? Yes. Well, I don't think, uh, he's definitely interested in Angela, but right. I think he had to gain her trust first. And I think standing up for her uh, in the scene when they're in the, dance I hall. guess, yeah, the dance hall. No, we're would not be? quite
1: there, but definitely mm-hmm. on our way
0: oh okay well but definitely um yeah continue
1: um but with that being said you have all the you know casual this is summer camp and the kids are assholes tropes you know they're making fun of people um there's uh there's always the kid that gets picked on he's life is hell um you have your bitchy uh bitchy high school teenage girls that are also giving angela hell um which we actually have the, I would say the main bitch of the movie, obviously, used, uh, according to Ricky being, uh, himself saying it, is they used to go steady. And now she grew boobs, therefore she does not care about him anymore. And this is a quote from the movie. Um, I'm, I am you know, paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what was written. Um, so we're at the camp, and every night the camp has these socials where every kid's to, to meet in this little dance hall and they all hang out and talk and everything. Uh, this is where we, um, first start to see uh. Re- uh Richard's interest in and pa- in, not Pamela. You guys got me on Pamela Voorhees and Angela. Mm, I mean, Pamela Voorhees can drop it like it's hot. So, bro, I'm to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing like a like a like a old school crush here from you.
0: Um, uh, well, I'd I'd consider more like a Betty White. Okay,
1: okay, I see that. So we're in the dance hall, and of course, Angela is being picked on. Ricky doesn't like seeing angela get picked on so he goes and kicks tries to kick some ass um and kind of fails at it at this point ricky gets ejected from the dance hall that's when we first really get to know who richard is because richard takes an interest in angela and he's having a nice conversation with her he actually gets her to talk which is the first time we actually hear her voice the entire movie um so and we're about halfway not even halfway through. so after that we start to meet some of the uh we start to see some of the other characters we had met earlier, um, like the chefs, and we get our first—I'm not going to call it a death, first mutilation of the movie—because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people put it in their kill counts. A lot of people say that it's their death. So, alluding to that, we have uh, the main chef, and he is obviously just a shit bag of a human being. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they uh the cook, yeah, the the first the, cook, he's yeah. uh. He is an absolute dirtbag. He attempts to, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, molest um, Angela's character, saying you know all these things like who she like about her being a young girl and not knowing you know uh, advancements in sexuality and things like that. It just it's it's him preying on her. And then you know Ricky shows up and kind of saves the day. He says, Hey, what's what the fuck's going on here? What are you doing? And then like he runs the kids out saying, you know, um, they better not tell anybody or he'll do something to them. Um, so after that, we get uh, after they run away. Uh, we got the main cook, uh, the cook He's standing on a chair next to a giant pot of boiling water. Um, with said giant pot of boiling water out of nowhere, we just see hands come and grab the base of the chair and yank it out from underneath him. And he's like, you know, trying to convince him not to. He's like, hey, quit playing this joke. Quit playing this prank. I'll let you eat extra stuff. I'll cook you special meals. He's trying to bargain with the obviously a kid um, about to cause him great physical harm. So the hands yank out the chair and the uh, giant pot of boiling water now falls on him and just absolutely mutilates him. Like, it's beautiful in the most horrific way I can think of.
2: I mean, you got to think about it. This pot is like four foot tall. Oh, yeah. This is a it's big, a massive pot. pot. I've never seen a fucking pot this
0: big. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no. I kind of want to put like a midget in it. Is that wrong? I mean, no, I that I mean, would feel. But I'm not I'm not going to call you out on it. It might be wrong, but I bet it would feel so right.
2: I mean, they would fit yeah. in it. I mean, I mean, they could probably, if you put enough pillows in it, you could probably
1: you set up the best camp it. prank in the world. Put the midget in the, or little person in the pot and, uh, you know, just kind of wait for somebody to show up. As soon as they walk by, midget pops out, everybody laughs.
0: Pop goes the weasel. <laughs> uh, so
1: with that, the scene was actually set up great. Uh the makeup design and uh, you know, uh special effects artists did an awesome job. They ran hoses from underneath the floor into the into the uh pulsating blisters to make them pop and like pulsate and move. And it just looks great. Like it actually looks, you know, just burn victim-y, um, or or a boiling water victim because it's it's just nasty, and I recommend you watch that scene. It may not be a death in the movie, but it's definitely going to stay up there with them. Um, after that, you know, we get another scene with them at the dance hall, and uh, before that, we have you know the uh, the, the the guy lead, owning the camp, and he's you know over there like, hey, I'll get pay you guys extra to just say this was an accident. I'll pay you guys extra to say you know it's just because it was a safety violation. He was doing things that he shouldn't have been doing. And we have James Earl Jones' dad saying, "All right, man. Hey, fifteen extra dollars an hour sounds good to me. Just He's not dips. complaining
0: about it. Now he ain't mad about it at all. I want to be honest with you. The helpers at the camp kind of looked like uh, illegal oh, yeah. Mexicans. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I definitely
2: will. I mean, this is also where you get a sense of like this, most of the most of the help were black, and I'm, I'm not no. racist, but in in this in this time." Yeah, you can still see there's a minority factor into this. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a racial card pulled there. Oh
1: yeah, but um, after he kind of sweeps everything under the rug, uh, we get some of the counselors, you know, doing their thing, and uh, this is the first time we actually get conversations between counselors. Um, we start to meet some of our more expanded cast, which whose names I don't refer remember, but if you ever watch the movie, I'm going to refer to one as Jack Dude um chest day was every day for him oh my
0: god you're talking about the Fra- franco colombo lookalike
1: guy? oh yeah that dude america's greatest hero guy
0: oh man short italian buff no no no, no 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 no, not that one not that one
1: uh that was the uh that was ricky's camp counselor this dude was like the uh, activities coordinator N-
0: was always lifting weights always no that's short what shorts. i'm talking about oh yeah no the, guy, the dude looked italian he, i mean to me he looked like franco colombo who used to be a bodybuilder with Arnold schwarzenegger back in the day you know what? i could feel that um a, maybe a little bit taller I'm gonna go ahead and say he probably had a little, like a smaller penis, but you know that's hearsay. Well, but whatever. <laughs> well, let's continue with the movie. Yeah, we we, we can confirm nor deny. Um, but
1: <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> At this point in the movie, I'm sorry, I'm sick, you guys. I, I probably sound like trash. Um, that's when we start to see Angela getting picked on more. But now uh, Ricky, he's uh, he's you know coming to his cousin's aid. A lot. Like every time that something bad happens to her, he runs up. Because at this point we've already had her being mocked, made fun of, told why aren't you going to take showers with the rest of the girls? They're making fun of her for not hitting puberty and all these other uh things. So Ricky shows up and he's like, Hey, why don't you quit being a bitch? And um she sticks some more guys on him. Um and then we get Richard, you know, he's asking, like, hey, why don't you come watch a movie with me at the movie night? Why don't you come, you know, hang out with me after after we do all uh, these things. Um And we start to see the other antagonist other than, you know, just bitchy teenage girl, Brittany. um, We start to have the antagonist that is the uh, uh, camp counselor, female. Um, So uh, Meg is her name. Um, And yes, I was cheating. For those of you looking, I was like scrolling through my notes I'll the final name with
0: you, man. it's <laughs> kind of hard to remember all these people's names yeah there's stuff, a so. lot of people in this cast if you see us glancing i'm sorry about it we uh we don't typically practice or script anything so this is all going off the top of our heads yeah uh, so we got to look up some names and other stuff uh look at an outline every once in a while but continue on Brian. so um
1: we meet meg and meg is just she's she's an asshole there's no other way to put it she's an asshole She's a camp counselor and she's definitely using her her authority to, uh, to just make life hell for everybody. Um, so, we haven't gotten to uh, the second death just yet. We're on our way to it. Second death happens the next day. Um, Angela sees Ricky getting picked on. And not only that, but the guy picking on Ricky comes over and starts fucking around being a dick to Angela. Um, at this point... No, it is. It's still at night. It's not the next day. Um, at this point, we have uh, Angela running away and Ricky saying, "Hey, I will get you guys for this." Um, so Homeboy decides he's going to get in the boat and uh, with a girl starts to you know swim away on the boat, paddle her away. And it's nighttime. You know, it's nighttime. It's a lake water, so it's not clear water. Kind of a bad idea to go in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the boat gets flipped. The boat doesn't get flipped. He flips the boat trying to get like. You know, something from it. And uh, after he flips the boat, the girl gets pissed off. She swims away. And he doesn't see her swim away, so he thinks she swam under the boat. She He then swims under the boat, and now he gets dragged down. Like, straight up dragged down. Draw style. Oh, yeah. Um, drowns. They find the body the next day, and the body looks just horrific. It's awesome. The makeup design in this movie is great. Um, they have a snake crawling out of the mouth of the body. Um, half of his face is eaten away. He's got one of his eyes is almost falling out of its head. It's, it's a hell of a shot. Now, after this kind of almost immediately we get set. Oh, third death of the movie being, um, homeboy throwing water balloons from the roof down to Angela. So it's like anytime. in fact, whenever I first watched this with BJ, he was like, anytime something bad happens to Angela, somebody dies. It's Ricky doing it. He just made the call. Um, so we. Uh, this was my first time watching. it. Yeah, it way. was his first time watching it.
2: Well, oh, um, I mean, also, too, you, you've got like the hands that actually grab onto the chair with the first cue. Yeah. You, it actually looks like male or little, little fact, boy hands. We're going
1: to get to that. It is male hands doing it every time. Right, but we'll, we'll touch we'll on, on that later. That. But so we have the second death of the movie, Homeboy, that was uh, throwing water balloons. Turns out he's allergic to bees, and while he goes to take a dump, you know somehow a beehive gets inside where he's taking a dump. Mm. Just somehow, and this is my favorite kill of the movie. So the dude's getting ate up with bees, just getting stung all over. I'm not sure if it was bees or wasps. You know what? I'm not. You know, I don't. I don't work with bugs. I don't know the difference that well, uh, if I can't, if I'm looking at a a speck on the screen, but homeboys to what I was stinging the fuck out of him to the point where like whenever they find him and he's been screaming for like a solid 20 minutes, uh, they find him and they kick open the thing and his body falls out and his face is covered in bees and they're like going in and out of his skin. Like, uh, like, uh, like. What is it? Carpenter bees go in out of wood, like he's got perforated spots in his skin where they've been burrowing away and it's creating a new hive in him. Like it is awesome. Would well, you say that it's uh beautiful? Um, I would say that it's uh it stung me in the right places.
2: See uh, <laughs> also too, you you've got to realize like I know a little bit about insects, but the the nest that they actually put inside the the magical nest that they put inside the bathroom stall—that's actually a hornet's nest. Yeah, but when you look at the bees that are on the boy, they are actually honeybees. Mm-hmm. And you know why they were honeybees? Well, huh? so what they
1: did was they actually put a queen honeybee into a fake body and uh, created the burrowing sections, mm-hmm. cover them with the glucose fake blood. So it's a it's it's like hummingbird uh, feeder stuff inside of the body with the queen bee. Inside of uh, the upper part of the chest in the back, so all of these bees, honeybees, have now flocked towards this fake body to give it that effect, and they're going in inside and out of these tunnels that they pre-cut into it. So, like, I think what they did to achieve it—they, I mean, it was live animals. It was a hornet's nest, but that's why I was like making the joke about it. I didn't know what they were. um And I just think it's awesome. Like, the anytime you can get just that much realism out of it, is dope. Um, after that, we have another scene at night um, inside the little dance hall, and turns out Ricky—not Ricky, Ricky Richard—is a cheater. He's—he's uh, he's over there macking on homegirl that grew some tits.
0: Oof! Yeah. So. Gruesome. <laughs> well, I mean, we can go. We can go ahead and say uh, if you're talking about anything that has to do with a female body, in this movie, they're probably underage. Yeah, you pervert! <laughs> Fuck you! I love now. you.
1: <laughs> Fuck you um now everybody that uh you see in this movie is over the age they're either in there uh from early uh early 16 to 18 and 19 um that is part of the teenage crowd they're just really young looking people but like he's over there talking to homegirl that hit puberty and uh Angela peeps that and Ricky also peeps that and you get a little crazy whimmed of uh what's what the fuck's going on here and while that happens um she gets upset she gets mad she tries to run away um and, uh, that's when we have our, our, you know, maybe, you know, Meg's not such a great human being because she comes over and starts being a bitch too. And we have the next day, Meg's still being a bitch. still being well, a cunt.
0: Well, you can that's go ahead word, and, uh, sorry. you can go ahead and, you know, you get the vibe from her that she's going to be a bitch the entire movie. So, oh yeah, no, most of the females in this are. But what you can say is that she played the role of that female so well because this many years later, we're still talking about how Meg is a bitch. Yeah. Right. Which uh, I want to give a quick shout out because I know I follow her on Instagram. Uh, Ferris, the girl who plays Angela, who's now an older lady, but still just as fine as ever. <laughs> um, they She actually went to a horror con in Texas and Meg was there. They did a, a con together.
2: That's and awesome. I would. I'm
0: gonna be honest with you. I would have loved to get be there and you know, gotten a picture and you know, maybe slip my number to the <laughs> you or know, whatever. Doing what you got to do, man. But um, at that point, we
1: get you know, uh, Richard's trying to come uh, the next day. They're at the uh, the lake. Richard comes up and he's trying to apologize to Angela, and Angela's like, you know, I'm not hearing it. it this isn't right. This isn't the thing. You know, because he was just talking to her at this point. He's like, she came up to me, she was asking me some stuff, I wasn't about it. So she's like, okay, I forgive you. At that point, Meg comes over with, you know, said uh, bitchy teenage girl whose name I also don't remember and I don't feel like looking up, but um, I feel like her name was Brittany. I feel like her name was Brittany. I know a lot of Britneys that are bitches. Damn. We'll just call her Brittany. Okay. But, so Brittany comes up and uh, she's there with Meg and they're all like trying to coax her in and at that point, Richard's like, yo, I gotta dip. Like, a home girl's about to drop some secrets, and I ain't wanting to be here to be it. So he walks away. Um, Brittany's being a bitch. Meg comes over, starts being a bitch too. Home girl that used to jump in protect Angela while Meg is being a bitch doesn't show up. So Angela gets grabbed and carried and then thrown into the water, and she does not want to be in the water. She's got like traumatic levels on water. She is not about it. And uh, at this point. Uh, instead of uh, Richie being able to come save her, Richie's being now chastised by a homeboy that owns the camp. And, like, he's not letting him go. That's when, you know, uh, Hercules runs over, and he's just like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Like, stop that. You're messing with the kid. And that's when Ricky, uh, Ricky's able to run and go save his cousin, and all the little kids start throwing sand on her, and, you know, everybody's still being a dick. Um... We get later that night, Ricky is now banned from the, uh, uh, from the, the, the congregation hall, the little, you know, sock hop they have going on. He's not allowed to go in. And, uh, Angela is stuck in there on her own. And of course, everybody's still kind of being a dick. Uh, at that point, Angela disappears. So does Ricky. Ricky starts making his way to, uh, to the, uh the sock hop, because he's like yo i haven't eaten yet so he meets his homeboy wearing a blue mesh shirt and he's just like hey i'll let you go in and get some food you know
0: well, uh, originally if you watch this movie the highest resolution you can get out of it is about uh 360p yeah and uh if you watch, it's on youtube you can watch it for free on youtube and if you watch it there it's gonna be 360p and once you get to that scene it's gonna look like a it's regular just a blue shirt, shirt. Now, if you go to Tubi or any other streaming website and you watch Sleepaway Camp or on Prime, um, the resolution's a little higher. So, all the years, you might have thought it was a blue shirt. Brian even mentioned it. He yeah. said, I thought that was a blue shirt for the longest time, but in fact, it was a blue mesh shirt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, after after that revo- uh, revelation, that was actually my favorite kill of the movie because he was killing the game. I got to stop meshing around over here. <laughs> But uh, at that point, uh, Angela disappears. Meg is trying to hit up homeboy that owns the camp, who is not an attractive man. He is an older gentleman, and she's trying to get a raise. Um, So she's off in the shower, and then out of nowhere, a knife stabs to the shower and just slices her down the back just epically. At this point, homeboy that owns the camp has uh, seen Ricky walking back to his cabin. And he starts freaking out because he thinks Ricky has been doing all the kills. Everything is, everybody that's died has been Ricky. And he runs and goes uh, looking for his date and finds her in the shower with a slice down her back. So he's like, yo, Ricky did it. I'm about to kill this kid. Do you have a, a grown man now out to kill a child?
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> you got to understand this man's trying to keep his, uh, his, his summer camp. Oh yeah. He's Not trying to shut it down. open.
1: But at this point, it's just because he lost some Tang.
0: True. True. He was, he was going to go hit that. Oh, yeah. Which um, is
2: wrong. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it later yeah. on in the movie, after, after other scenes happen, he's like, he actually talks to her like she's still there. Yeah. So He's kind of traumatized. Oh, yeah. He's
1: dude. definitely traumatized by it. This is the first, like, you could tell this death wasn't an accident in the movie. Like, that's a knife wound. Like somebody wanted somebody dead in that scenario. Mm. Um, and then uh, we have um while this is happening, Ricky's on his way back to his camp. Old dude finds him, starts beating the shit out of him. While he's getting said shit beat out of him, for some reason, Homegirl that was hitting on uh on Richard is now with some random dude and he decides he's gonna leave because he ain't trying to do that and he ain't about that life. And um, you know, then we see this visage, and it looks like Richie, Ricky in the uh, in in the silhouette of the moon. Um, and he, uh, uh, she's like, "Yo, what are you doing here?" And then uh, Brittany just gets choked out, and then, well, she gets choked out with a uh, curling iron. And then covered up with the curling iron still plugged in and it starts to like catch the blanket on fire and nobody notices that. Um and then we have and she's also shoved underneath the bed. So we um we now have I've lost count of the deaths at this point. I think this is five or six, because we're about to get eight more quickly off screen because nobody notices it. And what it is is a there's a group of the group of kids that were throwing dirt on Angela are now on a camping trip and they're just dead. They get maimed by an ax. And that's when homeboy starts to run. And he's like, Hey, somebody's killing people and starts freaking out and, uh, tells, you know, muscle what's going on. And, uh, he's like, yo, we have to find all the campers and figure out what's going on. And we get really, like a really sense of purpose in this section of the movie. And it gets really fast because it's like death after death, after death. And then, you know, we have, uh, Angela and Richard, are now beside the lake because they made a little deal like they were going to apologize to each other and they're out by the lake all by themselves and she's like hey let's go swimming and this is where we get like the biggest revelation of the movie because now muscle man has ran by and he sees Ricky fucking beat the shit on the ground Mm -hmm. right there and he's like what's going on call the paramedics and uh starts to figure everything out because it's like going through his head and we get the the final reveal, the biggest moment of this movie. What made this movie go down in like horror movie history is the twist at the end. Which, if you don't want to hear the twist at the end, I'm sorry. This movie's been out for more than thirty
0: years, and you know how we feel about spoilers. We gon' say them. Um, yeah, fuck spoilers. <laughs> this movie's been out for thirty years, and you haven't seen it yet. You're not gonna go see it yet. So fuck yeah, again. go watch it on 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 streaming services. It's actually a dope movie. Um,
1: so we have the biggest reveal of the movie. And we see Angela sitting there naked on the ground in front of the uh in front of the lake. Muscle man and chick that's always helping Angela both see her, and they're like, Angela, yo, what you need to come and uh come back. Somebody's hurting people at the camp, and she's petting Richard as he lays in her lap. And uh at this point, then Richard's head falls off and Angela stands up and she's screaming when she stands up because she's standing there with the knife uh in hand and she's just completely nude and we see just dick. Just dick right there in your face. <laughs> Sorry to say it. That's what it was. Um and we get the biggest twist of the movie that Angela was in fact a boy and she was the one committing all of the murders, even though we saw a man's hands the entire time. Um well because she was a man. Yeah, because she was a man. Um Which, no
0: the movie alludes to that earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean like it kind of interests the thing because uh the The mother figure, the aunt, she's very oh, I've always wanted a girl. Oh, girls have always been what you know. I've already had a boy. I wanted to complete the set, you know. And the movie really delves into things like, uh, um, you know, uh, the mental disorder that Angela has is a dissociative personality disorder, where she believes that she is now something that she is not. So it's uh, it's it falls in a category of um. Something that happened a long time back, where it was a forced transgenderism. Uh, so it's somebody who doesn't know what they are because they've been told they're one thing from the beginning of their life or from the beginning of their memory, and they keep seeing that they're not the one thing, and it creates this confused like um, uh, homage of just sexual tension and of who you are. And um, you know, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would branch to say this is a finding yourself movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Angela found out, you know, she might not have known what her gender was, but she was a killer. <laughs> the movie ends pretty swiftly. Um it ends with Angela standing up and then it just cuts the credits, which I think they they could have had a little more wiggle room there. Um I've later found out the movie only had a budget of about thirty uh thirty four hundred or you know three hundred and forty thousand dollars. It wasn't a big budget movie at all. Um with that though, I mean like it's still grossed over a million. It started uh it started a big popular trend with a lot of different movies on on creating just these epic twists that nobody's expecting. Um No, I mean overall I still feel like it's it, there's a reason that it was, you know, it's a horror cult classic. People want to watch this movie and, you know, I later found out today that the two sequels uh uh written after it were still written by the same guy. Um, just directed by a different, uh, director. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, uh, also some of the scenes, I, I kind of delved into a lot of, uh, a lot of the special effects, but the best special effect is the one that we still don't know who was standing at the end of the movie. Cause they were wearing an Angela mask that was described to be as thin as a chip and, uh, could, could fall off at any time. So he had to hold his head in a certain way. So the mask would stay on. And uh, it's just some local college kid that got to strip naked and stand there covered in fake blood. In fact, during the moment where Angela's petting Richard, you actually see um, what looks like white sheets flipping up in the background. And that's actually the college kid like trying to take off his clothes because he's about to be in the shot. (laughs) And I think that's hilarious.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, I dug and did a little research and he had to chug a few beers because he was actually nervous. Oh, yeah, he was was terrified. I mean, I'll be honest with you, if my little pecker was going to be on the movie, too, I'd probably be a little scared as well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: what, do, what do you think the casting line was like for that?
0: It's, I'll be honest with you, it was probably in the newspaper, and it said, uh, <laughs> hey, we need somebody to show their dick on film. Be okay with it. And here's 100 bucks." I mean, I, I'm going to need a little bit more than 100 bucks to show my dick on screen. I, don't, I, I might be about it, and free beer. I um, mean, free beer, yeah, which is funny because now that you mention it, um, what was your budget for the what was the budget for the movie? three hundred and forty thousand dollars three hundred and forty thousand, and that one seemed more like a actual mainstream movie compared to uh the burning You're right. and the burning had one point five million dollars <laughs> as a budget, <laughs> which it just blows my mind
1: I mean both even at that point it still recognized as a relatively low budget film, um. Increased uh, uh, by inflation, that 340000 probably turned into around, um, is, is around $2 million today. But with that, they, they found a group of people that really wanted to be in the movie. Like the town they were shooting in absolutely loved the idea that a movie was being filmed in their town. So you have all these groups of people that are willing to work for free. Um, in fact, one of the shots, the shots with the par- two paramedics were actually the two paramedics they had on site. To make sure nothing would go wrong in the movie. Um, so it's like two random guys that, you know, all they thought they were going to be doing was making sure, you know, fixing ouchies and boo-boos that, you know, people getting cut on set. And now they're in the movie. <laughs> so it just goes to show, like, the people, if they want to be in the movie, if people want to work for, work in that spot, you know, you're going to get a beautiful product out after it.
0: 100%. 100%. Yeah um next um brian sleepaway camp so sleepaway camp it really really like
1: said it 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 felt like a movie whenever you're watching it it felt like a movie you didn't know what it wanted to be it wanted to be a slasher it wanted to be a thriller uh it wanted to be a movie that was going to be thought-provoking and it's just these these things that just mash together to create this movie um Granted it didn't have a lot of budget, but it still made a pretty good profit uh at the box office. Um the story of the movie I enjoyed. Um I enjoyed the uh the little thought provoking moments they gave you, like what are you gonna do to protect your cousin uh is is or or family in general. Um the idea of like somebody who, who has been forced and told that they one thing when they're not their entire life, it really um just Creates a spark in the mind about what's going on. With that being said, it's a cult classic. I am going to do this one as unbiased as I can. I'm going to say a solid three Joes for uh, for Sleepaway Camp, my man. Three Joes? Three Joes for Sleepaway Camp. Just just on, I don't want it, people to be like, well, you have to watch it. It is a horror movie. You don't have to watch this movie to be in the horror scene. Somebody's
2: going to point you towards this movie, though. Right um rating sleepaway camp i I'd, I'd give it three joes
0: out of five joes three five three out of joes out of five joes i feel confident about that because it's just you didn't get to see any of the kills and that might be because of the the mom yeah you, know, you said the mom didn't want her child being
1: on it so you never really got an
0: actual like you didn't get a brutal killing Right, and you didn't, like, the way the burning was where you actually saw the shears. You didn't see yeah. him, but like that. That would have been nice. You didn't have to see that, but if you'd have seen more of the body, and I guess that kind of gave you the mystery of that it was a boy and not a girl. Yeah. I mean, it was a, 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 a very confused person. Yes. Uh, But no, three Joes out of five. JP?
2: I give it three out of five. The reason why I give it a three out of five is because it's a good movie. But like Brian said, it's it's you don't have to watch this. I mean, it's it's an iconic movie. It it it, it is if you're into the horror.
1: It's definitely for deeper horror fans yeah. than it is for like somebody like you know JP who who, yeah. who he he didn't you know, grow up like us watching
2: horror movies. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's it's a great movie. Like like I agree with with Heckles. We sh- they should make a re remake it.
1: Mm, I yeah. think it would
2: be better in this day and time. Most uh, definitely. I it think definitely. It would definitely be, be,
1: be more impactful in this day and time with uh, uh, with how aware we are of you know transgenderism and things like that.
2: Well, I mean, also, too, you, you're going to have to edit the ripple. But it really goes to camp. Yeah, it would definitely have to be
1: uh, in another direction. Camps like that now would be sued ridiculously.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Um. Like, after so, first death, uh, you're calling it. So 3 3 joes around the board on that one. Um